0: Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to their Elders, past, present and emerging. Hi and welcome to Self-Improvement Atlas, the Personal Science Insights Podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights, informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm Marie Stella, your host from Melbourne, Australia. Let's start the show. Welcome back to Self-Improvement Atlas, the Personal Science Insights Podcast. Body image ideals have persisted throughout time, but in today's digital age, we see more regard for a wider variety of bodies. That being said, the media is more influential now than ever before and can still negatively affect our perception of body image. So today we are speaking to psychologist Krista Kors to find out more about how media affects our body image ideals, how it ties into our personal growth, as well as how to perceive our bodies in a more positive light. Hi Krista, it's great to have you here. Thank you, it's lovely to be here. How are you going today? I'm good. I'm good. So tell us a bit more about your background and how you got into this.
1: Yeah, so I am a psychologist now. I did start um, as a counsellor, which is similar, but... um, just requires more training to be registered as a psychologist. Um, And I used to do a lot of work with youth, youth services and schools, but now I'm in private practice and working at a medical clinic.
0: And is struggles with body image something that you see very often in teenagers?
1: Yeah, definitely. I would say not just teenagers, but everybody. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's not always the reason why people are coming to see me, but um, it's often playing a role in terms of other things like self-esteem or just confidence, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, we'll dive more into that later. But before Mm. we get started, we'd like to get to know you better. This is Have You Met Krista (laughs) Kors. So tell us what your favourite book is. It's hard
1: to pick a favourite. I so often am reading psychology books, to be honest, trauma and grief and my family likes to tease me about those are the things that I choose to read. But I do love a good fiction book, um, probably Leanne Moriarty. She wrote um, uh, Big Little Lies, all of those. I love them. I've read them all twice. So,
0: yeah. What kind of fiction would you say is your favourite?
1: Yeah, anything that's character-based. So uh, I'm not really into you know history or sci-fi or anything, but relationships and um, probably, yeah, why people get along, all that stuff
0: that does seem like very <laughs> in line with what you I do know. it's kind of psychology ish isn't it <laughs> yeah but fair That's enough right. like yeah. those actually i think were the kinds of books that drew me in as as a as a teenager as well yeah. so i totally get it because it's like also that there's this really relate- relatability yes. thing right that that aspect of it That's um right. so yeah i totally get it uh do you have a favorite film
1: Again, it's hard to pick one. I have seen the movie Coda. Have you? I don't know if you've heard of that.
0: No, what is Uh, it? So it
1: stands for Child of Deaf Adults. It won a bunch of awards. Um, It's about a girl and she's the only hearing um, person in her family, so both parents and I think her brother maybe are all deaf. Um, It's just really well
0: done. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I first heard death oh, at all, and I was like, "No, we're, <laughs> I was like, we're, that would we're be we're getting darker." Yeah,
1: yeah. no, no, death. Yeah, much more interesting, <laughs> <laughs> less dark. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, do you have a favorite podcast? I hmm, there's one called. It's that. Have you heard of the Resilience Project? No. Yeah, so there's two guys that do that, and they have a podcast called The Imperfects, um, and they just it's really easy going. They're Aussie guys. They're just kind of chatting about everyday things. But um, they interview people sometimes and they have lots of
0: just great relatable topics. I love that. A lot of the podcasts that I listen to, they don't necessarily have to be about a topic that's super exciting. But yeah. the people who present it really make the show work. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> do you have a famous role model? I do love Brené Brown. Have you heard of her? I think actually there was a guest previously who yeah. did mention her as a as their famous role model. Yeah,
1: so she's American, she's a social worker, she's a researcher. She's done TED Talks. Um I think her TED Talks are maybe in the top most viewed ever or something. But she's really down to earth. She's um so she researches on vulnerability and shame. Um uh, but she's not afraid to just share her own stories and you know she's yeah she just is great to listen to and and really genuine so that's
0: really inspiring because every time i want to be open and vulnerable i always wonder like do people even care and then that stops me from doing it right right Mm -hmm. so that's that's just very admirable yeah Yeah, definitely.
1: I could talk about her. I won't, though, because you've asked me to talk about other things. (laughs) (laughs) You
0: could talk about it in Open Mic later. I could. There you go. Perfect. What's the last course you've completed?
1: So I did some training recently. I did some this year and last year in something called schema therapy. Um, So it's basically looking at um, the influence of unmet needs on children um, and how we learn to cope with that in helpful or unhelpful ways. So it's it's really fascinating. It's kind of complex, but it, um, yeah, it's it just is really good for lots and lots of presentations and and fascinating. So
0: yeah. And is that something you now? are finding that you prefer to other types of therapy?
1: Yeah, so I will use that a lot of times, not not every time, but it's kind of if someone's struggling to, like if we're just focusing on what they're doing now and they're struggling to make changes or they might understand rationally something but just still feel differently, um, then schema therapy is something we might look at, to kind of look at the origins of that and... and um yeah, how they're reacting now to something really that happened when they were younger. Um, yeah, so. Right, really I might need that. Okay, sure, done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could do that in open mic. <laughs> Maybe we could.
0: Sure. All right, now moving on to the interview section, yeah. what you're really here for. Yes. How would you define personal development?
1: So I think personal development is really it starts with self-awareness. So, you know, we can't change anything about ourselves if we don't understand what's happening now. So looking at how we think, how we feel, why we do what we do, um, behavior, all of that stuff, you kind of have to start with that self-awareness. And once you have that, then you can think about trying to change it.
0: So what do you think are the main challenges most people face when trying to pursue this personal development journey?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people become a bit too focused on the outcomes. So, you know, I want to get here, I want to get the certain place in my career, or I want to, you know, reach a goal with my relationship or financially or whatever. Um, They're kind of focused on this point in the future. Whereas I don't think personal development really has an end point. It's just happening all of the time. It's something we can work on no matter, you know, where we're at. Uh, so, And I think people can get a bit stuck when it's all about, you know, achieving this exact thing.
0: It's not about the destinations, about the journey. Yeah, cliche but true, definitely yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how would you define body image? Yeah, so body image is I guess just how we feel about our
1: bodies or particularly – how we look, so whether that's our size or our body shape or hair or whatever,
0: yeah. And how does that relate to personal development?
1: Yeah, so I guess, I mean, we are our bodies, like we're not just our bodies. We obviously have feelings and, you know, a mind and all of that, but our body is a a big part of how we show up in the world how we interact with people. Um, And so I think if you have a really negative view of your body, it, it kind of ties into having a negative view of yourself. Um, and that can really influence what you do or, or what you feel confident enough to do.
0: And I suppose that would affect your self-esteem as well. Yeah, So my next question was, how does body image affect our self-esteem, which you've already answered in the previous question. So maybe we can elaborate on that a bit.
1: Yeah, well, I
0: think self-esteem is kind
1: of how we feel about ourselves as a whole. And then body image is the body part of that. But I think if we have negative body image, um, then... Or, or negative self-esteem, it also shows up in how we treat ourselves. So, um, you know, part of positive self, self-esteem is kind of looking after ourselves or, or doing um, things that care for our bodies, care for ourselves. And so if you've got low self-esteem um, or negative body image, you might not rest when you're tired or you might not give yourself, you know, healthy food or whatever, and that further
0: limits what you're able to do. So I think it's all connected. So what does having positive body image look like?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, So I think there's different views on that actually. Um, There's a little bit of a, I don't know, a camp out there that's sort of pushing for body positivity, which kind of means... You know, I always love my body or I I look fabulous no matter what I'm wearing or those sorts of things. Um, And I don't think that those are bad things, but I think it's maybe a little bit unrealistic. Um, I think we don't have to love the way our body looks all of the time to have positive or healthy body image. We just need to accept our body, accept the way that we look um, and don't start tying it to how worthy we are or... Um, you know, how lovable we are, I guess. So, you know, you can accept something and care for it, whether you like it or don't, or, you know, I might like it today but not tomorrow or whatever's happening. But I think a uh, positive body image is really accepting that this is the body that I have and these are the things that it does for me that are good and then caring for it um, as a result of
0: that. And how do you think media representation has influenced our perception of body image. Yeah,
1: the media has a lot to do with it. Um, unfortunately, it's a lot of it is negative, really, I guess. Um, the media portrays this view of what the ideal body type is and uh, kind of sets us up to think that if we don't match that, then there's something wrong with our bodies. Um, and so things like social media, social um, or magazines, but probably more social media these days uh, that put these ideal images up uh, can tend to make us feel bad comparatively. And the annoying thing about that is that a lot of those images, I mean, before they are even, uh, like, there's a lot of stuff that happens after the image is taken, but before the image is taken, generally celebrities have great lighting, they have makeup artists, they have hairdressers, they have all of this stuff to kind of make them look a certain way. And then once the image is taken, it can be changed, filtered, you know, adjusted, whatever. And so we're comparing ourselves then to these images that are they're not even real. And so you can end up just feeling awful about your own body, which is just natural. And if you took out all that other stuff of these celebrity pictures, it, it wouldn't be as different as you think it is.
0: That's a good point you make there because... Um, celebrities also have the best personal trainers. Yes, have the best um, nutritionists.
1: Yeah, skincare. Yeah, you know, skincare all of that. as well. Yeah. yeah, which is
0: why. Oh, I did see, like, there's this meme that goes that's circulating. Yeah. Um, that goes something like, "Oh, they they like put a picture of." their favorite celebrity or something like that and yeah. they're like oh this person is proof that you know if you're a good person then you don't age or something right which i find <gasps> so ridiculous because it's like that's clearly good skin care yes like yes. i know plenty of people who are amazing at yeah skin not so amazing like yeah and un- like not yeah. not to <laughs> not to throw insults at some of my favorite people but like you yeah. know it's all down to skincare and yeah. diet as well yeah. and jeans a, and
1: jeans and a million other things you know and it's just it, th- those things are typically not mentioned when you see an image of a, a model or a celebrity or whatever it's just sort of taken for granted that this is just what they look like but the rest of that's not often taken to, into right. account
0: and do you think that cultural background might play a role in our perception of body image as well, apart from the media?
1: Yeah, I do think so. I mean, I probably wouldn't want to speak for other cultures, but I think, I mean, the Western ideal is is um, fairly clear um, and unfortunately it's sort of spreading further around the world <laughs> than, it, than it used to. But, yeah, different cultures have different um, preferences or, or um, standards of beauty and I think people tend to compare themselves to that
0: yeah i can actually speak on that just because like i'm from singapore which is an asian country Mm -hmm. and most of us are east asian like ethnicity wise yeah um so the the beauty standard there is like skinny short you know very petite yes and so i can never find my clothing sizes as well so it's just not even it, like it doesn't stop at body image. Yes. It's Like okay, yeah, I've accepted my body, but now it's really hard to find clothes. Yeah, the, the clothing thing. companies
1: need to accept. Yeah, your yeah. I found that as well when I was in Thailand because yeah. I have a really, I have really big feet. I'm quite tall as well. <laughs> yeah. So my feet are like. I'm a sorry, I size- laugh. No, 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 no.
0: like I relate because oh, I'm big feet as well. Yeah, like really wide. Yeah,
1: right. Well, my feet are <laughs> size nine and a half, which is about a forty-two. And they don't go past oh, yeah. forty right. in Thailand. And I remember going around the markets and I'd ask if they had bigger sizes and they'd look at my feet and say, Too big. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay.
0: So yeah. that's not helpful. But oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, my um my grandmother would tell me my feet are so huge. Okay. Because she um she grew up in China and then she moved to Singapore when she was really, really young, but she still um retained that tradition of um, binding her feet, right? She didn't bind her feet anymore, but she squeezed her feet into really, yes. really small shoes. Right.
1: So small feet,
0: small, were small perceived feet. as being better. Yeah. 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 Back then, it's
1: such a tough one because so you literally can't do anything. Yeah, actually, I mean, maybe you can. Maybe you can bind you your feet. Maybe I could bind my feet,
0: but yeah, it would hurt. Yeah. So, yeah, anything's possible. It's just like, should it, should it be done? Is the, question, <laughs> the question, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. So back to the interview. <laughs> what can we do to develop a more positive body image?
1: Yeah, I think there's a few things. I mean, I think any uh, understanding that you have about some of these things that we're talking about about. Um, when you're looking at an image of what you might perceive to be a you know perfect body or desirable body, to look at it and consider the things that have um, changed in about that image or the background. Um, you know, it's not just oh they were born that way, born beautiful, and I wasn't or whatever it is, um, but that there's a whole system um, in place there to make them look that way, and also maybe looking at some of the intentions behind that. I mean. So often the images that we see of people's bodies, they're put there so that we feel bad about ourselves because if we don't feel bad about our bodies, why would we buy what they're trying to sell us? And so it actually, from a marketing perspective, it is an excellent strategy to make us all feel bad about the way that we look because then we'll pay money to make the way that we look different or buy their product or their clothes or whatever. So I guess just being a bit savvy, yeah, um, and, and curious, and and kind of looking um, at the context of those images is helpful. You can, um, you, you do have control about what you put in your feed as well. So who you follow, say in an Instagram, and so it can be helpful to make sure that that is a little bit more representative of, you know, natural, normal bodies, normal in quotation marks because there's a whole range of that but just making sure that it's not just filled with doctored images um i follow somebody i can't i can't actually think of her name but i can get it for you um who will show the filtered image and then she'll show the
0: unfiltered image. Well, yeah. Like, mm. I know a few influencers who do that yeah. now, actually. Yeah. It, it's, um, it's becoming a bit more popular, which yes. is great. It is. It's amazing. It
1: is. And you just look at it and go, "Ah, oh, that kind of looks like me. Like, that's that's fine. There's nothing wrong with me. So I think that's helpful as well. And including people of different shapes, different cultures, different sizes, different abilities, all of that can be helpful too.
0: And I think it also exposes the... Um, like how how realistic the after picture is, yes. but then you compare it to the before picture and you realize that it is, it has been photoshopped or something, yeah. Yeah. which helps you realize that maybe some, some things out there they might look real, real realistic, mm-hmm. but, but yeah. you know don't don't believe everything. <laughs> They're really not. Yeah. yeah. So I said in the introduction that social media now has been more accepting than it was before mm-hmm. to a wider range of body, uh, bodies. What's your opinion on that?
1: Uh, I think definitely in some areas, yes. Um, I think we've still got a way to go and um, it still seems to be viewed as okay to criticise People who are putting their images up, even um, celebrities or models, it's like people think, well, I can criticise them because they're beautiful or because they're a celebrity or they're being paid or whatever. Uh, So I think that still happens. Uh, Maybe we're getting a bit more diverse with what's being shown, uh, but there's still a lot of judgement, I think, whether people are saying it or not or, or they're saying it in a different way. So... I don't know. That's a hard one to know the answer to.
0: Yeah. Well, where would you where would you like to see the media end up?
1: In terms of body image?
0: In terms of body image, yeah.
1: yes. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, maybe just talking less about that and talking more about other things. I mean, yeah. why do we have to make so many comments about people's body weight and size and like I, it's just, it's one part of them, it's not everything. And um, it seems to be something we can pick at, I think. And and maybe that's what happens online as well, that if we're if I'm feeling bad about my body and I see somebody else, I want to I'll like stop feeling the way that I do and so I pick at them. Um, but it just keeps the whole thing going. So it doesn't really help.
0: It's also like in a way does how your body Look like even matter like yeah, it yeah. seems like a very inconsequential thing to pick on yes and talk about so much
1: yeah I mean I think we can't we can't deny it and I think it's okay to feel you know sometimes we might feel like we you know I look really good today and then other days we might feel like oh I don't really like the way that I look like I don't think we have to never think about our bodies but I just think in the scheme of things you know if there was a looking, we're looking at the percentage of how much we take that into account. I think it just needs to get a little bit less, um, and the other stuff a little bit more.
0: Do you have any advice for listeners on how to curate their feeds? Yeah. For example, um, blocking or muting, like how do you even start going about that?
1: Yeah. So I think again, starting with self-awareness. So it and and it's hard online because we can kind of fall into this scrolling stupor, right, where you just not you don't even you're not even taking in anything anymore. Um, so you want to try and and access your thinking brain when you're looking through, um, and just check in with yourself about well, how does what this person is posting, how does it make me feel? Is it making me and and what's making me think? Is it making me think? negative things about myself? Is it making me feel worse about my body? Um, Is it making me want to do things that ultimately are not good for me? You know, like, I don't know, restrict or starve myself or uh, hurt myself or whatever. Um, But if it is inspiring or if it is helping me to improve the quality of my life or become a kinder person or, you know, is it interesting to me? Like it's just sort of doing a bit of an evaluation about the impact that following this particular person is having on me um, and then making decisions based on that.
0: Yeah, that's some really, really good advice. I'll definitely take that into account. My feed's currently pretty curated. It's just that I don't think it's where... I want it to end. Sure. Like I think I can push it further. Yep. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, the challenge and, for all yeah, of us I it think. is. It it is a challenge, and sometimes we don't even think about how our feeds affect us. Yeah. Um. And we don't even realize where all of this is coming from. You know. Yeah.
1: And I think also making sure that you're not only looking to the media or online for your images of what a Normal body looks like. Like I was at the pool recently, and this might sound bad, but I was I was looking around at all of the bodies. It does right? sound bad. It does sound yeah. really bad. <laughs> in a not in like a creepy creepy stalkerish way, but just in a general looking just around. Just the a, room. Like,
0: I have eyes and As, I can see that's, things. That's right. I wasn't kind of. Anyway, uh, but but what I remember
1: thinking is they're just normal bodies like this is a room full of really
0: normal bodies yeah i love when that happens yeah yeah it's
1: not like i was going oh my gosh everybody here is you know this size or this size or or looks like me or does like it's just just really normal bodies so i'm not suggesting that everybody listening to this go to a pool and stare at everybody, <laughs> that would be bad advice. But um, I guess just make sure that that social media or online is not the only place that you're getting your information about what a body, a body looks like.
0: Yeah, essentially right, that makes go sense. out and touch <laughs> grass or something. Yeah. Yeah, look yeah, at true. real people with that's right. real bodies.
1: Yeah, and look at your friends. I mean, that's another thing I often talk to people about is you know, you have this really critical view of your own body, and you might think, "Well, I need to be skinnier. Or I need to have bigger boobs, or whatever it is." But nobody looks at their friends that way. Nobody is like, "Well, I don't like you because your boobs are too small." Do you know? What like, you just—that's just your friend. You know, you wouldn't like them more if they were skinnier. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't like them more if they wore different makeup or whatever and so it's not actually how we value people when we're looking outside of ourselves most of the time um and so we need to keep that into into consideration as
0: absolutely well. mm-hmm. um now i'm going to ask you some questions about how to apply whatever we've just talked about to our everyday life sure so what is a practice that you do or would you recommend for people to deal with body image issues yes it could be like telling themselves something in the morning. I don't know positive affirmations. I do stick that up of my um yeah. my um, fridge, but like yeah. it's not like positive positive. It's just like oh, you don't look that bad. It's <laughs> wow, well, kind of realistic. That that's the affirmation. You that's don't the, look that bad. Yeah. yeah, you look kind of okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: looking. okay. That's really <laughs> that's really interesting because I was actually gonna uh, mention the. I guess the way that we talk to ourselves about our bodies Um, and I don't think – I think what we're aiming for is acceptance, right? So, again, not loving it all the time, but you might like your body sometimes. You don't want to hate your body all the time, Um, but you accept that this is the body that you have. And so I wouldn't necessarily call it an affirmation, but just a reminder of of your intention, which might be something like I accept – I accept my body just as it is. I accept my body just the way that it is. Because once we accept, it's ironic, but once we accept the way that it is, we're much more likely to then be able to do things to care for it and to do things that are going to make it, you know, happy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I think, yeah, focusing on that acceptance and maybe also just reminding yourself of what your body has done. You know, my body got me out of bed, it, it got me walking around the city today, It you know, um, digests food, it, it it is strong, all those sorts of things, looking at what your body
0: does for you, not just um, what it looks like. That's really good advice, but um, I wonder what the challenges are that comes with this, for example, like trying to even start doing it yeah. or trying to convince yourself that you even believe it in the first place
1: yeah yeah so I guess it's a it's setting your intention so it might not be um, that I accept my body today but I am working towards accepting my body I want to accept my body the way that it is uh, I want to get to a place where I accept it and the the good thing the helpful thing to know is that you can do you can take action even if you are still struggling to believe it or not. So I can care for my body even if I'm still struggling to accept it. I can choose to do that. I can set my intention, my plan to do that. And to just like you would um, care for a loved one or a child or, or a pet, you know, you want good things for them. You want them to be happy. You want them to be um rested and and cared for and have energy and and so you can make choices to look after your body um with this intention of caring for it even if you're still struggling with the am i pretty or not or whatever the question is Uh, does that make sense yes that totally does make sense because i mean we don't always (laughs) in the nicest possible way we don't always like our children right or some days they're (laughs) annoying you know we love them always
0: I hope Aiden is not watching this. (laughs)
1: That's right. Hi, Aiden, if you're listening. (laughs) My son. Um, We don't always like what they do, but we always want to care for them. We always want to be loving towards them. And so it's the same thing to aim for with your body that even if you're, how much you like it goes up and down or changes, we can still make choices that look after our bodies. And Yeah, and go from there.
0: No, yeah, you're right. I actually, no, come to think of it, yeah, because I have a cat. Okay, I have two cats. Yeah, I love cats cats too, but sometimes (laughs) annoying. Sometimes (laughs) there's like a moment or two in the day where I don't really like them. Yes,
1: yes, exactly. They hairballs on the floor
0: or whatever it is. Yeah, Yeah. so same thing with the with the body. Yeah, yeah. Some days you don't like it. it. It's 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 so it's fine to not. Be constantly just positive about yeah. your body. And that's I do you think there's
1: a bit of pressure yeah. actually in the current climate to, yeah. you know, to, to be loving my body every moment of every day, as in liking my body every mm-hmm. moment of every day. And I don't think that that's realistic. So, mm. and I, I think aiming for that maybe becomes a bit overwhelming for people, but there's a concept of body neutrality, which is just kind of accepting I have a body, you oh, know? I really
0: like that yeah because I do see a lot of, um, body positivity yes. accounts on social media and everything. And yeah. I just always they mean kinda, well. yeah, I always kind of <laughs> felt bad that I didn't right. feel that way. Right. And I always like wondered what it'd be like to be on the other side. Yes. Um, this is breaking my mind, <laughs> this is blowing my mind because, like, it's kind of, like, shattered that image yeah. for me and, and realised it's I th- fine.
1: Yeah, I think that's the other thing with social media. People will look at a celebrity and how that celebrity looks and assume that that person must feel great about their body all of the time because they look like that or that person must be happy every day um, and so I need to look like that and then I'll be happy every day or then I'll love my body every day. But I would bet you all the money that I have if I was to talk to any celebrity, and that includes models, you know, who are paid for the way that they look, they do not love their body every day. They don't like the way they look every day. Um, but that's, that's okay. Again, we don't, it's just rolling with it but still trying to love ourselves and care for ourselves like you would for your cat or your kid or, or whoever.
0: So based on your experience, do you have any other recommendations of such practices to work towards this body neutrality?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think figuring out what sorts of things help you feel good in your body is helpful. So, for example, I love dancing, like I just or listening to music and moving my body to the music, you know, it's just a really joyful, fun, relaxing, whatever thing to do that uses my body. Um, I'm also a huge fan of Reforma Pilates. Um, it's on a machine and it's really low impact, but um, I like the way that I feel when I do it. I like what it does to my body. It makes me feel really strong. It's helped me with headaches and you know, muscle tension and all of that. And so it's a really positive thing for me to give my body, I suppose, and do with my body that helps me feel better about my body as well. Um, And so it might be a little bit different for different people. I mean, I would never talk to people really about what I think they should be eating because, I mean, I don't know and it depends. But generally people will have a sense of what sorts of foods or what sorts of practices Help them feel ultimately good. Even something like alcohol, you know, it might feel a little bit good initially, but for some people, they find if they're having too much, they end up, you know, it affects their concentration or their sleep or they feel a bit sick or whatever. And so it's looking at what are the things that actually make my body feel good? So, how do I care for it by doing more of those things? Um, And then and, and that might be different for different people.
0: Yeah, I agree with the um, dancing part. I actually like, <laughs> but the thing is, like, you don't have to be a good dancer. No. To, oh, gosh. To no. dance and feel connected to your body. Yes. Because I am not a good dancer. Like, you don't just need to can't be. really keep on being at all. Yeah. <laughs> but it just. Empowers you a bit. Yes. It makes you feel a bit more like you, like this is your body. That's right. It kind of connects you a little bit and you can be present in
1: your body with that. Yeah. And even certain clothes or whatever might make you feel that way. And so dressing for what feels good or or gives you that little boost of confidence rather than how can I dress so that everybody else is gonna think a certain way about right. me? Yeah,
0: yeah I've actually different... been doing that more um lately and that's been really nice instead of you know chasing trends and stuff like yeah. that, which is fine if that's what you what that's if that's what makes you feel connected to your yes. body and if the trends suit you. Mm-hmm. But um I think like figuring out which is going to another whole like whole different <laughs> discussion here but um like personal style that yes. really helps you feel good about your body That's right. and finding That's right. things that you're uh, that that you feel like your body looks flattering in yes really really helps I think
1: yeah yeah.
0: But you're the professional, so like...
1: Uh, <laughs> I agree with everything
0: you just said. <laughs> it's Krista approved. <laughs> yes, it is. Big stamp of approval. Absolutely. All right. So now we have some questions from the audience. Okay. Um, I think there's only like two. Sure. So one of the questions is, how does a phenomenon like self-objectification occur and how can we mitigate its negative impact on personal development?
1: Okay, so I think I'm understanding this correctly. I would say self-objectification as in I guess making you the focus of everything.
0: Right, and kind of like ob- objectifying yourself. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, And probably Western society, you know, we, we do that. We're definitely trending even more towards that with uh, things like selfies and it becomes all about, you know, the individual um, and – yeah, social media definitely kind of keeps all of that going
0: or good catalyst,
1: for yeah, that. or even like reality TV shows or whatever that just kind of have this big focus on the person. So uh, how do we work with that? I guess um, well, the opposite of that would be looking at bigger picture. It would be looking at community and relationships um, and that it's not just about us as individuals. there's sort of a bigger a bigger picture. Uh, yeah, so I guess focusing on some of those things rather than just it's all, you know, I have to look great today or else the world's not going to end. I mean, it's it's not. It might be about, um, yeah, just look, looking outside of yourself at other other things, yeah, other that people. Makes,
0: that makes a lot of sense because I remember when I was younger and younger, like, what, two years ago? <laughs> <laughs> Ages ago. Yeah. Um, and because i was on social media all the time mm-hmm. and like posting about myself all the all the time
1: <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't have been um, the only <laughs> one <word>,
0: i'm sure <laughs> and but for some like i just I felt so bad about myself all the time. And then I go and spend time with my friends and touch grass. Yes. Um, Yes. And then all of a sudden that feels so much better. Yeah. So it sounds like a very generic answer or a generic solution that doesn't really sound like anything, but it Mm. works so well.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's... That's all.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I like that. I like that example. Yeah. It's just filling out the bigger picture, you yeah. know. I mean, there's a great question. I don't know who said it, but, you know, will this matter in five minutes, in five days, in five weeks, in five years? Like will it matter that I have a big pimple today or something? No, probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just fleshing out, you know, I'm more than just my looks. I'm also my family, my community, my, you know, interests, my hobbies, my brain my country you know I could talk about the Matildas you know like (laughs) it's just it's bigger it's bigger than that so I guess that That stops the self-objectification.
0: You could talk about the Matildas in open eyes. You could. (laughs) So many options. So many options. (laughs) Yeah. So body image concerns often Mm. begin from a young age due Mm. to media influences. Yep. How can parents and educators help children develop a healthy body image despite the external pressures?
1: Yes. So number one, work on your own body image. That would absolutely be my answer, um, because children pick up on what you say and what you do, and it's awful. I'm a parent, right? So I'm constantly thinking about this. You know, how's this? What's this modeling to my kids? But they pick up on the stuff that you're not even aware of. So if you're making negative comments about your body, or you're saying, "Oh, I better not have dessert because you know I need to fit into that dress," or whatever, they're going to pull all of that in as the way that they should be looking at their own bodies so i would i would definitely start start with that um and then just again that idea of kind of broadening the picture making sure that you're talking about things um other than their bodies i mean talk you can say You look great. Like, that's fine. I'm not, you you know, you don't have to never talk about their bodies, but just make sure that that's not the only thing that you're talking about. I mean, don't say negative things if you can um, help it. Um, And I would say don't talk about weight generally because um, even if you say to somebody, Oh, you've lost weight, you look great. We don't know why they've lost weight. They might have been sick and now they've got this affirmation for, yeah, their their body uh, when actually it's not in a healthy yeah. state. Um, so language is important, but you know, talk about other things as well. Talk about the things that they enjoy, things that they've done, um, not just the
0: way that that they look. Right, that makes sense because they are impressionable and they absorb the environment. Yeah. Um. So yeah. sometimes, yeah, I guess you do have to actually change. Your language. Definitely. For like for real, yeah. not just like put up a front because yeah. they will pick up on it.
1: That's right. And look, I don't think you need to block them from everything. I mean, you couldn't if you tried anyway, right? You can't make it so that your child never sees an image of a model or like you, you, it's, you're just not going to be able to do that. But you can have conversations about an ad or about an image that help them to start think about that bigger picture as well. Like, oh, why do you think... You know, they've got this person holding up this, I don't know, energy drink. You know, what wh- What are they trying to do here? Oh, they're trying to make it seem like if you have this energy drink, you're going to look like this or, or um, be worthy like that person. You know, so help them kind of unpack those images when they come up, if they're open to it. Mm-hmm. That's such good advice.
0: I'm not looking to be a parent at all, okay. but if I yeah the I, cat though so. yeah the cat the cat <laughs> the yeah cat. I do no fat shaming yeah. the cat actually
1: we do <laughs> make fat shaming songs about it. That's um, I'm admitting that, but I mean I don't yeah. think that they understand.
0: I actually don't do that to my cat. <laughs> I feel like also I don't know if this is the right time to um Bring confess up. this. I don't okay. think it is, but um. Yeah, I, I experienced some postpartum depression symptoms with having my cat. Oh, really? It's very odd.
1: Interesting, interesting. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I have been actually treating him like he's my human child, and okay. I I have not been fat shaming him at all because okay. I don't want him to do um, that. Do you know what? Heart. I'm going to
1: stop doing that to my
0: cat. <laughs> it's done in a loving way because <laughs> no.
1: it's so cute. Yeah, and but fluffy. like, and <laughs> you know,
0: I reckon that you are more sane than me for being like that's a cat. Okay. Yeah. They probably don't understand what I'm saying. I don't think so. And, they're and not, it is fun to make yeah, songs. Yeah. Yeah, so. it is so fun to make songs. <laughs> I do make songs about my cat being a chicken. Really? Uh oh yeah, cuz he's, uh, oh, he's a ginger. He's a ginger and he he has fur that's like all fluffy in the right places that makes yeah. him look like a um, like a chicken. Yes. Um what's your what are your cats?
1: <laughs> I have two uh rag dolls do you know yeah, rag dolls. beautiful so yes. they are absolutely enormous they are yeah. really really fluffy <laughs> um, they're older than my son <laughs> so they're um uh, Aiden's 13 and a half they're 14 and a half so that makes me sad because I'm like oh, I just want them the to live forever yeah but no they're so they're yeah. so beautiful they're such a big part of the family
0: thank you so much for answering all my questions you did so well Welcome. now before we end off we would like you to take the floor and um, talk about anything that you're passionate about. Okay. This is the open mic section. All right. So take it away, Krista.
1: Well, this is actually not any of the things that we said that we might talk about, but I did mean to mention before um, that sometimes body image stuff or, you know, eating issues or whatever are a little bit more complicated than... Um, I'm making them sound today. Um, And so if if somebody has a particular mental health issue, um, it might be an eating disorder or it might be anxiety or whatever, um, then it's a little bit bigger and more complex um, than just the images that are portrayed in the media. And so I would never want to try and Uh, imply that it's as easy as just saying to yourself, I accept my body. Sometimes that's really, really hard. Sometimes the reasons that you haven't accepted your body go much deeper. Um, And so I would always be encouraging somebody to go and talk to a professional about those things Um, because, you know, your body can sometimes become something that you're trying to control because other things in your life are out of control or your body might be something that you are um, hurting because you don't, um, have a good, um, self image or, um, you know, you don't believe that you're lovable or whatever. And so it can become kind of a means of playing out some of those things. Um, so I would just say, if that is true for anybody listening to please not assume that it's just as simple as saying these things to yourself, um, but always go and try and get some help from a professional to explore those things a little bit more deeply.
0: Thank you <laughs> so that's much, Krista. Okay? Yeah, right. that's perfect. But <laughs> did you want to spend like maybe two minutes to talk about something? Okay. Something else. Um, I don't know. I
1: it's okay, guys. Is that okay? Is yeah, that okay? Sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I do talk about my cats. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. Thank you so much, Krista. No problem. It was lovely having you on the show today. If our okay. listeners want to find out more about you and what you do, yes. where can they go?
1: Yeah, I do have a website, which is... KristaCoresCounseling.com. KristaCoresCounseling.com. I can give you that. Nice ring to it. Yeah. yeah. um, I, And I am on Instagram, although I posted a lot during COVID. I kind of got all of my insight and wisdom out there and then came out of lockdown and couldn't be bothered anymore so i'm not really putting fresh content on instagram but you're welcome to have a look at what's there or or message me or whatever
0: all right that's perfect we'll have the links to krista's social media and website in the show notes thank you everyone for tuning in thank you so much krista for joining us and we'll catch you in the next episode you've been listening to the self-improvement atlas the personal science insights podcast produced by lmsl the life management science labs For more episodes like this, from 10 different life management perspectives, search LMSL on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, so you can get updated on everything we have to offer. We have a wide range of topics readily available for you to check out. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel, as it helps us grow and bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found on our website at pe.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Marie Stella. Thanks for tuning in.